Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. LA is just unparalleled. And, you know, the companies that are here, obviously it has been and is the heart of Hollywood, right? It's the heart of content. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of the show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech podcast episode shout out goes to Abel Hernandez. Abel Hernandez, thank you so much for engaging with us on the We Are LA Tech Instagram. We appreciate you. Be sure to say hello to Abel Hernandez on Instagram at Abel Product. That's A-B-E-L-P-R-O-D-U-C-T. Tell him you found him via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. The app of the year of 2020 and now into 2021 is everybody's talking about Clubhouse, right? And should you be on Clubhouse? If you are on Clubhouse, are you monitoring your time being spent on Clubhouse? What are you getting out of Clubhouse? Clubhouse, Clubhouse, Clubhouse. It's all over the place. Everybody's talking about it. I'd say the way to look at Clubhouse is three different ways. Are you looking to be a thought leader? Are you looking to be educated? Are you looking to network? Are you looking to create an experience for others or be a part of an experience? For instance, one of the app icons, Bomani, does this incredible jazz experience called Cotton Club on Wednesday nights at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And it's just really, really great. There's tons of learning opportunities. Schwan, who we've had on the show, does TikTok education meetups. I do my podcast class club meetups. And so there are just so many different ways to get involved. I've created the most extraordinary friendships on this app. It's crazy. But I think the one thing, if you are already using the app, that you'll recognize is man, do we not pay attention to the time we spend on it. And we could end up spending a lot of time on it. So this goes back to kind of like what my theme for the week has been is just like really making sure that we're taking care of ourselves and we're being really intentional with our time rather than just kind of defaulting to giving all our time away and then being sleep deprived and not having the energetic space to take care of the things that are really important for us. Yes, Clubhouse is exciting. Audio social networking is this new thing that's exciting. It's like, hello, we did have the telephone, but I get it. It's just a way of ease. I could jump on Clubhouse right now and all of a sudden have this really dope conversation with people out of nowhere. And that's not something you could do by just 
picking up your phone and pressing call, right? You could talk to a friend, which would be amazing, but you can't have this like spontaneity of not knowing who's going to be on and not knowing what the conversation is going to be about. Yeah, I get it. Just be really mindful of how you're spending your time on the app. And if you do have any questions about how to use the app, feel free to message me at Esprit DeVore on all social or Esprit at hey.com. Bye. I'll see you in the next episode. We are LA Tech Podcast, celebrating LA Tech talent and people. So excited for our next guest. Welcome, Griffin. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to this crazy microphone world that I'm living in. (laughs) (laughs) No, I appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. So Griffin, go ahead to kick things off. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? I currently work for Amazon Prime Video. Um, I'm on the channel side of the business. So I work closely with all the big streaming partners, the SVOD partners, whether it's Stars, CBS, All Access, um, on helping them both come onto the channel and grow their businesses on Amazon Prime. Prior to this, I've been kind of at this intersection of entertainment and tech for the last four or five years. I was at Roku uh, doing content acquisition prior to my role at Amazon. And before that, I was at Snapchat um, working in data analytics on their Discover feed. So I've been kind of, as I mentioned, at this intersection of, you know, big tech companies kind of getting into media and entertainment. Um, And prior to those three roles, I had internships at some traditional media companies. So I was at Turner Broadcasting, worked at T-Mobile, and was also at Stars. So I've really been able to see the evolution of, you know, traditional entertainment moving into this streaming world um, and how that's affected both traditional media companies and then also tech companies as well. And I normally don't ask this question, but I'm just really curious when it comes to you, when do you first remember becoming in love with content? Because I remember for me, like a game changing moment was when my dad gifted me a video camera, like that really like set a trajectory. Like, do you have a moment in your life, maybe from childhood, like me or a different time where you're like, maybe not the word content, but the vibe of content. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a super good question. So I interned at Stars coming out of high school. So I grew up actually in a cable household. My dad was in cable television. So I was familiar with the landscape overall and was exposed at a pretty young age to content, right? I always watch movies. I was, you know, into TV shows and being at stars that, you know, that first summer, um, it was when they launched their big series power. And that was really kind of what catapulted stars into, you know, the upper echelons of the original programming space. And just being able to do research on that show and understand that show and help promote that show and see the explosive growth was really incredible. So I would say like from a young age, I've always been passionate, right, about like the art of film and television, but really seeing like what went into that series, both from, you know, a programming and production standpoint, and then also how that series grew and really transformed the brand, I think was like a real introduction into entertainment, right, and the business behind entertainment, in really what like cemented that, you know, this is a space that I wanted to work in for at least a foreseeable future. There's been so many incredible things that Amazon content division and, and you say Amazon Prime, what's the formal way of saying it? Amazon Prime content? Yeah. So Amazon Prime Video now, it started as Amazon, Amazon Video. Prime. It's been, okay. has, has been around for a decade I and mean, it's changed names a few times. But yeah, there are several divisions within Amazon Prime Video. So there's the studio side of things, right? The original content. There is IMDb TV, which is an ad supported service. 
Uh, and then there is also Amazon Prime Video Channels, which is the division I currently work and spend most of my time in, uh, which is, you know, it allows Prime members to access all of their favorite streaming subscriptions mm-hmm. through Prime Video. Uh, so kind of an aggregator bundle or of sorts. And I remember a few years ago, I was sitting in a co-working space and when Amazon Prime Video became a thing in LA, I mean, I don't know if it had been a thing before this moment, but there was a moment where it's like Amazon Prime Video is here and they want to know what all of our ideas and content are. And we might be able to have a relationship if we have the right you know, stuff that we're working on. And what I'm curious to know, how has Amazon Prime Video shown up in the community that you're aware of? And what are some of the things that you'd love for the LA Tech community to know, the ways that they could get involved? And maybe it's something even as simple as internships available, but they do a lot for the community. So what don't we know? Yeah, I think that's a really good question. I mean, when people think about Amazon, obviously Seattle comes to mind, right? I mean, that's where Jeff started the company and has grown the company. There are about 150,000 people that work out of the Seattle headquarters, um, and it has really transformed Seattle. But I think people do have less awareness around, you know, Amazon's presence in LA. And as I mentioned, I live in Culver City, and if you go to downtown Culver, Amazon has, you know, a beautiful old mansion which used to be Sony Studios lot, and is building out just an incredible office right there in, in central Culver City, and is really making that, you know, Amazon's home. And I think Amazon has been a pioneer of sorts kind of in the tech world of being, you know, one of the first tech companies to, you know, put down, you know, an office here and, you know, Apple followed suit and is moving to Culver. TikTok obviously moved to Culver and has created this really interesting tech entertainment ecosystem out of Culver city, which is really interesting because you have the studios, right? Largely in, um, you know, whether it's in downtown LA or, you know, Disney, which is out in Burbank, but now you're seeing this, you know, really, you know, emerging tech scene out of Culver City with all of these really interesting content companies. In terms of what I think Amazon is doing for the community, I mean, even recently, once I joined Amazon, you know, Amazon has a program where you can, they will match donations to nonprofits and actually give grants to nonprofits in the area. So I applied to get funding for a humane society here that, that my partner and I are involved in. And Amazon, you know, donated $5,000 within two weeks of me submitting that, right? And they are very into helping the community here, both in terms of supporting nonprofits and also hiring a lot of people. I think there are a lot of opportunities here for folks on the content side of the business, also engineers, right? And people that have a tech background. And also, yeah, a pretty impressive um, internship program on the studio side of the business as well. And you've been involved in so many different media companies, what attracts you? Like what about the culture of each media company attracts you that this is the dream life that you want to, I mean, obviously you're on a trajectory because you follow the theme of these content companies like over and over and over again. So what is that that like just really excites you about living your dream life? Yeah, I think, you know, something that's really interesting is, you know, in my early years, you know, interning at traditional media companies, I saw that, you know, cable companies overall have been you know, some of the last companies to really become consumer centric, right? If you looked at scores and how consumers viewed these companies, they were archaic, they were not user friendly. Everyone remembers fighting with their cable company and getting their bill increased year over year, right? Without right. even knowing it. And so I think, you know, when you look at tech companies that have now come into the media landscape, 
And a company like Amazon is so consumer focused and consumer obsessed, right? Everything comes back and starts with the customer and making that customer experience and journey as good as possible. And overall, I mean, that's new to entertainment, right? That's new to media. You know, when you look historically at media and the media bundle, it was built around the medium, right? And the audience and had to fit into that and find the content where it was available. Now we're seeing in media that it is built around the audience with the medium is almost a byproduct of that, mm. right? So you can find your content anywhere, right? If you're following a creator, whether it's a demographic or psychographic group that you're interested in, that content is just proliferated. And I think what's super interesting about a company like Amazon is you see this new world of media forming, right? Whether it's on Amazon Prime Video channels where I am, whether it's on the studio side of the business and the ad supported landscape, even how the worlds of audio and video are coming together, right? With Audible and Amazon Podcasts and Amazon Music. I think the company is just creating an incredible ecosystem that is, you know, super talent friendly. And then also just creates a really superb kind of user experience. So I think overall finding my footing, you know, at that intersection of tech and media, both, you know, from a company standpoint and what they're doing to the industry, right? And, and really putting the consumer first. And also I think the culture at tech companies is, is you know, really well, is there are a <laughs> lot of really smart, a lot of really smart people that come from different backgrounds, right? Mm-hmm. And Amazon is a melting pot of people with different experiences, some folks that come from the retail side of the business, people from the traditional entertainment landscape, who all bring a really kind of diverse set of experiences about thinking about these problems in new and novel ways, uh, which I think is just really accelerating the transformation of entertainment. It's a really great place to be. um, And I think the company is doing some really incredible things right now. And for all the talent listening, and then I want to ask a question that I don't normally ask, but I think it would be fun for us to talk about. But before that, for all the talent listening, How should they approach Amazon Prime Video if they're producers of excellent content and they want to bring it to your world? What's the pathway? Do they go to, you know, uh, www.com and (laughs) what do they do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I think it kind of depends where you are in the ecosystem, right? If you're an independent creator, I think Amazon has done an incredible job of championing, you know, smaller, diverse filmmakers across the board, whether it's at film festivals or elsewhere, or even buying independent films. So I think there are ways to get in touch with folks on the talent and production side of the business across all of Amazon's divisions. Whether you are launching a channel, right, you have a subscription offering that you want to launch on Amazon, feel free to reach out to me. I, <laughs> I will include my, my email in the, uh, in the subject line. But, but no, I think we try to make it pretty easy for talent to approach us and really try to do our best to look at everything that comes in the door overall. And I, I think that's really important in a part of the company ethos. For talent overall, Amazon has a program uh, called Amazon Prime Video Direct, which was, which was pretty new in the industry. And then any creator can come and actually upload their content onto Amazon Prime Video. A lot of other companies have, you know, a really gated model where you have to have an agent, right? You have to actually Mm -hmm. work with someone at the company. You have to find someone in content acquisition that's willing to look at your idea and whether it's, you know, paying a fixed fee up front for that or on a rev share model, there were previously were more barriers to entry. So I think Amazon is, is very talent friendly in the way that creators can easily upload content and see what's working. Um, And also if they have something that's, you know, first run that they're, you know, trying to sell exclusively, Amazon is clearly, you know, a buyer of content and has ramped up original spend uh, over the past couple of years. 
And before I move on to the thing that I'm actually really excited to talk about as well, which I've never asked anybody, so the suspense must be killing everyone. Uh, <laughs> talk to us a little bit about channels and subscriptions and what that means. What, like, give us a full picture because some people may be thinking SaaS product. What? Like, you know, yeah. so, but give us context. Tell us all the little bits and details. Yeah, sure thing. So I think a lot of people are familiar, right? Like when you see this proliferation of streaming, I mean, people are familiar with the Netflixes and Hulus and Disney Pluses of the world, maybe the HBO Maxes and Peacocks, but there are hundreds of streaming services out there that cater towards, you know, specific consumer needs, whether that's British content, whether it's horror content. I mean, there are so many streaming services out there that are, you know, hyper-targeted niche but do an incredible job, not only of creating and licensing content, but also surfacing it. And you know how we see you know, our department and role at Amazon is, it's great that there are so many services out there, right? People are able to cut the cord. We have seen you know, 25 plus million people leave cable television from its peak of around 100 million households. And there are just an abundance of options. Also, it, it can be a, a difficult and frustrating experience in this kind of app-centric world in which we live to have to go and find your content in so many different places. And I think Amazon Prime Video Channels is doing you know, a really important thing in being a rebundler, right? And kind of an aggregation layer of sorts, right. where you can go and you can watch Showtime, you can watch your favorite show on Stars, right? You can go and watch the Super Bowl if you want on CBS All Access, all through Amazon Prime Video. Right. And then when you go out of that experience, you can watch our originals or you can even rent, you know, a new movie that has just right. come to Prime Video. Technically, I mean, if talent like had, you know, a bunch of their own content, right, and was able to launch a subscription offering, that would be a possibility. But no, I mean, oftentimes, right, like talent is selling, you know, whether it's their movie or TV series to one of these networks. Right. And all of the networks now have streaming services. So we are, you know, selling those streaming services and distributing those streaming services through Amazon Prime. Okay, so I haven't talked to anybody about this, but I'm actually really excited to talk to you about it. And I think I want to talk about it on episodes going forward is allegedly there's a mass exodus from LA. <laughs> Everybody's moving to Texas, <laughs> allegedly. And I have theories on this. And like I said, I've never talked about it before, really because I try to keep the episodes for the most part, like, you know, evergreen as possible. But I think this is an important conversation. And I think this is important for people around the world listening to the We Are Light Tech podcast to understand like, when they're saying, well, I mean, should I go to LA? Isn't LA entirely shut down? Is LA still even a tech city? So let's have a little micro convo on, is LA still worth it? And I have thoughts on this. Like, is LA still yeah. worth it? Is LA still a top tech city? Like, what do you think about LA and the startup community here and the tech and startup community here? Yeah, I think, you know, and you've seen throughout COVID, right, the quote unquote exodus of people leaving, you know, primarily Northern California and heading to whether it's Austin or Miami, specifically, you know, within venture capitalist circles. And I think there are benefits of being anywhere. But what I can say about my experience in LA and, you know, in California overall, and specifically the industry that I'm in, I mean, LA is just unparalleled. And, you know, the companies that are here, Obviously, it has been and is the heart of Hollywood, right? It's the heart of content. And anyone who works in that space is in LA. And I think, you know, what that does is it creates a sense of community here, even throughout the pandemic, 
that you know things are happening here, right? You drive out of your, you know, you drive out of your house, you drive out of your apartment and you see billboards, right? For the latest movie, whether it's on Netflix or, you know, in non-COVID times, it's coming right. to the box office. And for me, there's something really special about that, right? You can just kind of feel the creative energy here. I think when I look and, and take, you know, a step back, you know, outside of kind of the entertainment landscape, right? And the convergence of entertainment and tech, I mean, there are a ton of huge companies in LA, tech companies in LA that are growing incredibly quickly. You know, I, I was previously at Snapchat. I mean, an incredible LA tech story. You look at, you know, the Tinders of the world, you know, the honeys of the world. There are so many companies here. There's venture dollars moving here. And, you know, <laughs> I don't believe in that narrative, right? That, that people are leaving and there's this exodus of, of talent from LA. You know, I've even known of people who are moving, you know, south from San Francisco down to L.A., you know, the quality of living overall, just the opportunities here. So perhaps I'm a bit biased, right, because I, I love living here. I love the city overall. I love the culture. But I, you know, I, I haven't seen it necessarily myself. So my prediction, currently, we live in Zoom Nation globally. <laughs> and. Yeah. I think that once Zoom Nation quiets down and we start to resume living outdoors again, <laughs> I do actually think LA is going to be stronger than it was before the pandemic because I think people are migrating to LA because mm -hmm. it is more affordable than other cities and it does have so many amenities like the beach and the weather. And we have an outstanding collaborative culture as a tech city. So I do think that and I hear Lena, Lena, Leonardo DiCaprio wants to save the world from Los Angeles. Like he wants to start like a lot of like climate related funds based yeah. in LA. So I think for a lot of reasons, LA is actually going to be so much stronger post pandemic than it even was pre pandemic. And we were really strong pre pandemic. I think the mass exodus is probably San Francisco and Silicon Valley because as expensive as things are here, I mean, I don't know about you, Griffin, but it's very rare that I hear people are spending five to $6,000 a month on rent to live. We definitely pay a lot more than Idaho, but like, but yeah. we don't pay that, right? Or have you heard differently? No, I completely agree. And I think, you know, from the outside looking in, people don't understand that LA is really this kind of amalgamation of a lot of different towns, right? All with their own unique personalities that all have different price ranges. You know, I think regardless of, of what you're looking to spend, you can find it in LA, right? Whether that's on the east side, whether it's on the west side, whether it's downtown, even when you look at, at areas in LA, I mean, there is a lot of really incredible development, new companies moving in. Even if you look at downtown, right, from five years ago to now, yeah. Spotify has opened up an office down there. I mean, there are a lot of companies that are moving downtown and it's bustling right now, right? And yeah. so I think throughout the city, you can find affordable housing. And again, yeah, when I talk to my friends that are you know, up in the Bay working at major tech companies, they're doing well, right? They're software engineers, but the quality of living is far less than anyone I know here in LA, you know, even who isn't making, you know, close to a, the same amount of money. Totally. So I, I totally agree with you there. I, I think there is a bit of a, you know, false perception around how expensive it actually is here. Totally. And speaking of Amazon Prime Video, I think that LA is still the number one for a content city. Like if you want to create content, if that's, I mean, we're Hollywood. So I think that still extends. So if you're in digital media, wanting to create content, wanting to create like high quality content, the only place that I feel like could potentially 
maybe compete, but I don't think it really does is New York. But I think New York is more about the ad tech space more so than the content space. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree, right? I think New York is really strong. There are a lot of incredible creatives that are out of New York right now. Obviously, it's a home to Broadway. But I mean, LA, it has been and always will be, you know, the heart of entertainment. You know, all the studios are here, all the tech companies that are now in, in media and entertainment are here. There are more creatives here and more, you know, talented people than anywhere else in the world. And I think, you know, overall, when I think about the United States, one of the things we are best in, right, for better or worse is entertainment and always have been in creating entertainment, not only for people across the United States, but across the world, right? And that has always been centered here in Los Angeles. Um, and I don't envision that changing. So one last question, is there a tech talent or company you've come across lately based in LA that has really impressed you, a person or a startup? Oh, there are so many. I think even in the past couple of weeks, just you know, being on Clubhouse and, and knowing of all the companies here, you connect to me with Jacob Pace at Flighthouse, incredible company that's doing really, really cool things. Another company that I, I think is really interesting is Shop Studios. We had John Shahidi on the Clubhouse panel last week, who's built just an incredible company that really serves as you know a model for how creators you know, outside of YouTube and outside of platforms can build brands, right? Whether it's in the physical world, in the digital world, across mediums, um, another incredible company. And I also have a lot of respect for what the folks at TalentX and the Sway House are doing. Michael Gruen and Marshall Sandman, they are as well, right? Showing how creators can become entrepreneurs and venture capitalists and building, you know, really incredible brands outside of the platforms that, you know, made them famous. So I think, yeah, those those three people all kind of within this creator economy that are doing really incredible things. It's really impressive. I love it. And my last selfish question is, what is your favorite mobile app or website? I'm just really into software and productivity. What is your like, yeah. I, I gotta be with, I can't live without? I could not live without. My combination is Trello and Notion. Mm, Notion. Notion has been Notion has been incredible, right? Yeah. As someone who traditionally used kind of the Microsoft Office suite of products, I mean, Notion has been a complete game changer, really. I mean, whether it's, you know, personal, professional, as a networker, I mean, it, it's just an incredible place to, you know, store information and just helps me think better, right? Mm-hmm. And helps me produce it better, I think. And, and I don't know about you, but yeah, Notion has been incredible for me. I agree. The way I utilize Notion, which I believe you probably do too, it's because I don't know if this is how you're supposed to call it, but deep links, is that the right term? Yeah. Where is that? Yeah. Like deep link. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. So like if I'm doing a research project and something within the research project has more information, but has all its own information, I could deep link into that, which can link into something else. They're organized so cleanly on the front. I could find everything with ease and research my heart away. (laughs) I know it's incredible. It, It really is. It's been transformative, certainly in my professional life. I love it. Griffin, how can people connect with you? Yeah, so people can connect with me on Twitter. My username is gobrien94 on LinkedIn as well. And recently on Clubhouse, which I have you know been absolutely loving. My name is Griffin J. O'Brien on Clubhouse. And I host a, uh, a panel every Thursday that you'll actually be attending this week uh, mm-hmm. on creator, creator-driven media. We've, you know, we're having some really interesting discussions bringing in talent and executives from 
across the, you know, kind of traditional and creator driven, you know, media landscape and, and having really interesting conversations. So always open and, you know, excited to, uh, to chat with new people in, in LA and, you know, around the U.S. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the LA Tech community. Remember to go to the wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community to check out the Facebook group. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much. This was great. I really appreciate it and would love to do it again sometime. My name is Griffin O'Brien. I work for Amazon Prime Video as a content acquisition manager. Amazon Prime Video brings together the best original content, licensed content, and all of your favorite streaming services into one place. I am based in Culver City, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freeberg. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.